Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't know which way to go. The answer is Jesus and Elevation Radio. All right, God bless you. This is Elevation Radio 1. I'm your host, Mr. Steve, music man, Turner, and we thank you for taking the journey with us. This is a program that spotlights positive people doing positive work while serving a positive God whose name is Jesus, and we love that name. Uh, yeah. of today is geographical praise. That's what I did. Geographical praise. If the earth has praise, why aren't you doing praise God? And so I say at chapter 42, verse 10 to 12, God demands peace. He demands it. Uh, verse 12, let the whole world glorify the Lord. This is a request by the man. What else is there to say to justify why you aren't delivering what he wants. Too busy, working late, family issues, holidays, it's essential to our survival and our identity. We were created to be God, not for fun, sports, social media, obsession, or making idols out of so called celebrities here on earth. Okay. Today we don't have Pastor Jason Roseborough. Uh, the Roseboro family and Bobby Roseboro for took the time as this ministries. Long time friend in elementary school classmate. Uh, and we say, here you go. We're going to uh, read the scripture because my wife is not well. Uh, she suffered a fall. She's being treated at a medical facility. Even now, keep her in prayer. It says here, uh, let the wilderness and the cities of lift. They have watched the villages of Kudar and, and inhabit, uh, inhabitants of the rock. Take, let them shout uh, from the top of the mountains and give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in, in the islands. So it's asking yeah. to praise him. All right. And so we welcome to our program, Elijah Thomas Ministries. How you doing, Pastor? I'm doing well. I'm blessed. And highly favored. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. And uh, to along, uh, another one of your uh, brothers, and uh, this is, uh, what's your name, sir? Bob, Bob and Roseboro. Bob Roseboro. Okay. Bob, Bob, yes, Bob and Roseboro. Oh, Bob. Yes, sir. No problem. Bob and B-Y-R-O-N. And- so the question is, who is Jason? Is Jason Who is? Well, Jason Roseboro is a man that um, you know called by God to do His will, and just and just just basically a man who's surrendered to the call of God. We have a young ministry called for such a time as this ministry where we focus on the call, the practical side of the scriptures, not just quoting the scripture, but practically using the scriptures and living the scriptures as God has called us to live the scriptures. We we exegete the scripture. We find out God's intended 
meaning, and we actually perform it. We seek to perform it by the grace of God. So that's our ministry, and I'm, you know, I always place myself second. Jesus is the reason for the ministry. It's a long, my, my uh, story began years ago, having been introduced to the Lord through my mother. And I'll just say the story, long story short, there came a time when I had to make my mother's God my God, and, and hence we're here. So that's mm-hmm. the story. Got you. And uh, so when you say it's, it's a new ministry, uh, how many members do you have? We're, we're not a we're, – we're a young ministry. I don't think we're new. We started in 2017, and uh, we were growing as a young ministry, but, of course, covid uh, has come. We're an online ministry. We meet Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at seven o'clock. Oh, and um, and what ours is a teaching ministry. So we have we invite all to come out. We have upwards of uh, we've had as many as ten, twelve, thirteen. We have you know fluctuates on each given day. People are hungry for to learn the Word of God not just the rhetoric of the word. So um, a lot of I understand. I was going to say that uh, when I was actually in, in the Kenmore building, um, you know, maybe the most we might have had was five at the most, and normally, uh, you know, eight, and I have one Sunday where I preached through nothing. <laughs> Cheers. And so uh, sometimes people people come in, uh, especially those reps looking for, uh, you know, a big ministry, so they can have you know, lots of waivers. And so one guy came to the door, and he, he saw how small we were, shook his head, and walked away because we were, we were not even working uh, for that. But if you get catch one hole, I think that's important to, to God. Amen. You know, Pastor Steve, I... Um you know, one thing I've, I've learned to never never do, judge my ministry concerning numbers. My ministry is judged by my obedience to the call of God. The Bible declares that, and God added to the church those such as should be saved. So we wait for God to do the saving. I'm just, recall, I'm just required to do and be obedient to his spirit as God that both wills and does his good pleasure. Uh, you've just a lot of people there, sir. <laughs> yes, you have. Uh, and your family is important. Uh, you're, you're probably, uh, uh, are you a member of the church, sir? Yes, sir. All right. What what role do you serve? Uh, trustee. Okay, so you can support. I can you breaking up? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I said you're counting the money. No, trustee takes care of the church. Steward is right. take care of the money. <laughs> oh, not every not every church does that. Uh, I'm waiting to get my money on Sunday. Uh, my check. Uh, I have to wait wait on the trustees. Yeah, but it's the um, trustees, our trustees, um, take care of the church. We oh, on um, Fulton and Riggs on uh, Mount Pisgah. Okay. 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 That's, a, that's, a, that's a tough area. But it's, it's, sorry. Let me make to my uh, callers here. Let's see here. All right, Elevation Radio 1, how can we help you? Okay, talking to you, 443-510. Okay. We'll come back. Let's go to this. Uh, Mission Radio, how can I help you? 443-970-19. Okay. I guess we just have people calling to listen to that. All right, so tell us... uh, 
more about uh, how does it know you were called by God? Uh, Can you say that one more time? Yes. Uh, how did you know you were called by God? Well, you know, I just thank God. You know, God had his hand on me as a young boy. I started in uh, Mount Pisgah CME, and, you know, even then I knew the call was on my life. I just didn't know what to do concerning the call. One of the reasons why our ministry is a mentoring ministry as well, because a lot of times you have people who come to know the Lord, and what we teach is I know I'm a Christian. The question is how do I be a Christian? How do I live an, uh, an empowered life as a Christian? So one of the things as I was young, you know, I knew I had to call. I had no clue. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 60 now. So, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, people practiced church as usual. It wasn't more interactive. It was more of, of a lecturer and a listener. So maybe, and maybe that's my experience. But I grew up in Sunday school and loved the Lord and knew the Lord and, and that never was an issue to me. So, you know, I always knew I had to call, and one day I just uh, relinquished understanding the call requires a yes. The call requires a yes concerning me and God. And, and God just took over from there. So if you see any success, it's God. <laughs> so okay. so I'm just, right. God is just opening doors I'm just walking through. Amen. That's so, so that's all it is. I had the faith to walk through. And because of your faith, your brother uh, believed also and came on in with you. He well, believed you, also. You know, we all, we all grew up at home. And, you know, we, have, we come from a, a large family. Yeah. And our parents passed early in life. My parents, I was uh, eight years old when my dad passed. And my mother passed when I was 12, and I was the youngest. So, you know, my mother did raise us under under the obedience of the word and in the church. We were, we were required to go to church. And the greatest thing about setting under the word of God, it will accomplish its purpose. So the word wasn't planted at, a, at an early age. But I always tell the story, God was God when I was in his will, and he was God when I was out of his will. And in the end, I proclaim that God is God, that he's, he's Lord. So that's the call as, as we go through. The Bible says, Philippians 1, 6 says, He that has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. It's a continual process of sanctification. So we're moving to a greater understanding, a greater knowledge of Jesus Christ, and, you know, great obedience, a great understanding that what the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. So when we seek the things of God, when we live a God-centered life, when we, when we transform our mind from the worldly ways to the godly ways, then the, God is glorified in our lives. All right. Did you uh, know or realize that the scriptures talking about today are actually a song, a song of praise to the Lord? Amen. And so he commands melody that the earth should give him praise. And praise is, is the God, uh, so the earth is required praise God, then why are humans, institutions, um, inanimate objects, like, uh, when I say inanimate objects, I mean, they don't move, like, uh, you know, uh, City Hall, the mayor, <laughs> don't move, but uh, well, well, uh, praising God and worshiping, God, leading people to God. That would, what was a problem? Yeah, why is that a problem, Pastor? That, uh, I can't praise God. I I, uh, can you say that one more, the question I, once more? Like, okay, if the whole earth is required to praise God, uh, villages and cities and 
as I mentioned before, like um, people, places, things, even dead things like City Hall. Why is it uh, prayer coming up out of these places and pray? Well, well, the problem is, first of all, that people praise God, but the Bible says the goodness of God is leading you to repentance. There's no praise apart from repentance. You can't repent until I know the Lord Jesus Christ. These people praise him for the greatness, the thing. The Bible says we in Romans 1. Romans says that we tend to worship the created things more than the creator himself. We've made God, we made the things of God an idol more than God himself. We want the blessings more than we want the blesser. So what we see is the word, the Bible also declares that the carnal mind is not subject to the things of God, neither indeed can be. So as people live in a worldly life, and watch this, a worldly life, a life of abundance, of riches, of blessings, we, we tend to not move toward the mandates that God requires us to do because when I'm in that state of putting the blessers before the blessing, I'm sorry, the blessings before the blesser, I'm not subject to the laws of God. I'm not un, under the authority of the laws of God. So in essence, I praise myself and say, look what God has done for me. And I began using God as, quote, unquote, the ATM. When I need it, I can call God and he gives it to me. And that validates my connection with God. That's the world's philosophy. But we know the inherent knowledge of God is not enough for salvation. So the uh, demons know about God and, and Jesus Christ and their trouble, but um, that's not enough. Uh, uh, there's no other time, I think, you can check me if I'm wrong, that we see more idol worship and uh, and uh, just things and stuff and accumulation and, and shopping than Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Or black yeah, we, well, you know, I thank God because God is God over all of that stuff. He's, the God. He's always uh, shown himself to be greater than any God we could ever uh, imagine or create. We watch God in this time of the past couple of years that all of those idols that we have created, that we worshipped, job, home, car, family, things, worldly things, God has shut all of those things down. Some people even worship the act of going to church, the act of being on the choir. Act of being a Christian, act of reading the Bible. So God has shut all those things down. Why? So we can focus on Him and not on all of the stuff. When I'm going through the problems that I have in this day and time, I'm calling on the God that I know exists. I'm not calling on my my supervisor, my job, because I don't have a job anymore. I'm not calling on the money, the banker, because I don't have any money. I'm calling on the God of the universe, asking Him to intervene in my situation. Pretty fantastic. Actually, uh, there's some preachers, that, uh, not you, but uh, there's some pastors and preachers and bishops and all the apostles uh, who do their title and worship that and they want you to work with. And then they, <laughs> there's folks who are impressed with their own preaching ability and uh, they raise offerings and, and get people to go in their pocket. Uh, they actually are just realized by, even by other preachers. Praise and offering, and so that becomes, um, you know, internal worship. Have you ever experienced that? Uh, in the, well, well in I, be, I believe I believe that I believe that the what has happened in the past years is a wake up call to the church, the people of God. I wasn't saying that concerning the uh, people that that don't know Jesus Christ as Savior. That's a wake up call. To the people of God That we've got to place That's what God had to do with the uh, The Israelites concerning the idols God had to Had to show them that That the uh, That it was wrong And that he indeed was The futility of idols And when we read in, we, We're in 
Isaiah, the 42nd chapter, when reading the 41st chapter, uh, God would address that with Israel. So in today's time, the Bible says that the judgment starts at the house of God. So I believe that throughout all of this, God is, is, is calling his people back to a true relationship that's predicated on being uh, uh, verse uh, 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 42. You know, when Isaiah spoke of the servant, that he's calling us back to be servants. He's calling us back to servanthood, serving the master and not ourselves. Very good. Okay. Let me try to go to some of these callers who are hanging the line and didn't say anything. Let's try one more time, if they can. Okay. Television uh, Radio 1, uh, you're live on radio. Say something to uh, um, uh, unsaved people who know God, Pastor uh, Roseboro. What would you? Well, I would just uh, encourage them that we serve a God that's present. The Bible we still in Romans one. The Bible says that God has revealed Himself through nature, a general revelation to all people. Nature, we know there's a God. You know there's a God. The Bible says that Romans one says that that God has revealed Himself through my moral character. I do know right from wrong. So encourage them that the God of the universe is not hiding from you. He has revealed Himself to you for a purpose. And the Bible says that if I seek the Lord with all my heart, I would. Find him. The word of God says it, that you will find him. So my prayer is that you will seek him. And we understand that Jesus says that I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can come into the Father but by me, John the 14th chapter. So my prayer is that they will call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says, and you would be saved. So I would just encourage them to try. They tried the idols of the world. They tried the cars, the house, the relationships, and the yeah, things that's right. That's right. I encourage them to try Jesus Christ. And if I if I repent, the Bible says if I re repent and repent means turn around, have a change of thought, change mm-hmm. of mind. And that if I turn to God and say, God, I'm turning to you now and just receiving Jesus Christ by faith, not knowing the Bible, not knowing all that stuff Pastor Jason talking about. But I'm just I'm just taking I'm stepping out on faith and I'm asking Jesus Christ to be my savior. The Bible says God will save them. It says if I call upon the name of the Lord, I will be saved. That says God saved me. How? By his spirit. We're talking spiritual things today. We're not talking about worldly things. That's what I would say. And, and, and so um, eloquently said, um, and, and I know it's going to be received, I was reading the scripture and I found a, a, a meaning uh, beyond what I've learned before. And that is the servant. Uh, so Christ came because He came to serve, not to be served. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this revelation of this, of this there is, and that um, also that uh, as a servant, depending upon the master, and when we get get saved or to become saved uh, to the next level. Uh, but I also discovered that somewhere in courts back in the Old Testament. The, the the leader, the king, uh, also the servant that uh, he came into the court with, into his courts that he actually trust to lean on so that he wouldn't fall. And so uh, the narrator asked the question, can God, can Christ lean on you for his ministry, for his uh, work? Uh, the beginning of the people, 
take the homeless to do the work of God through Christ, and he lean on you. Do it. Uh, we got some callers here. Let's try one more time. Already. On radio. Television Radio 1443 970. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Television Radio 1, you're live on radio. Yeah, I can speak 443780. Yes, how do you mute it? Um, hit the uh, head, headset. She's a listener. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, we're going we're gonna... to... I have to deal with this from time to time. Patrick. All right. So let's back to talking to everyone. To enjoy the podcast. And that's, probably, that's not a problem. Uh, let's see. Um, let me the topic. Let's go into a little history uh, for the listeners who are going to listen to this program and for those who are listening now. Uh, how long? I've met, I've met Pastor Steve as a young child in kindergarten. Isn't that something? How, how many people would know someone that long? We were in kindergarten in elementary school and the Lord would uh, connect us. We had a connection. I was young and as we know, most kindergartens are fearful, even as they come to uh, kindergarten. And I became friends with him. I didn't have – actually, I hadn't befriended anyone else in the school at the time. Wow. And God would, throughout the, the fullness of time, he would bring us full circle into ministry, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, that, that's over 50 years ago. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Careful. That's these five, fifty six years. Wow. Now, and so uh, I, I don't remember all that kind of but I remember not, not the Kennedy part. I remember actually elementary school, Edgewood Elementary. I remember because uh, uh, I, you know, say you cannot. Get your head puffed up too much because someone will bust it. Uh, so actually, uh, I, I couldn't those days. Uh, I could run them. <laughs> so I remember that if I, the first uh, leg change at, at the park, uh, uh, to say if if he's that fence, we can't. If we haven't got him by now. We just have to wait until the day. And so I was, I was, I was, I was seeing the Lincoln fence, and I said I jumped. I was bringing the second one, and I, I made it, and I was like home free. I get to live another day, and then something came out of this like speed race <laughs> and caught me, brought me back. I'm like, it's not humanly possible. Who could it be? And it was Jason Roseburg. <laughs> yeah, damn it. I think he was number one. I was number one. <laughs> so, Amen. Amen. But you know, you know, Pastor. As I think about it, I thank God for you, because you, the, the, you know, God does give us an opportunity to look back on our lives, to give us a reference point mm-hmm. concerning where we were then, and sometimes we gotta assess ourselves to where we are now. That's that's the that's the nature of God. He always uh, asks people to to see where they are in the moment. Many people, we talked about whether people would come to know Jesus Christ or not. You know, many people uh, don't take a time to take the time to stop and to see the blessings of God, that God has been faithful throughout the years. We're lenders, not borrowers. We're alive and we're not dead. So as we, as we think about the things of God in this day and time of the day of the fleetingness of, of death, the Bible says that, it's the point on the man to die, and we see so much death around us, and not only the the lack and and poverty and things, but we see death. So we we need to, as we we talked about knowing each other fifty some odd years ago, we have less years in front of us than behind us, and a lot of the listeners may be there. That's not to 
scare anyone, but it's just that God calls us to be conscious. He's, uh, the Bible says sober. That means clear-headed. We've got to understand that our lives are fleeting, and and God has has uh, made a way for us to have uh, eternal life with Him. I was we we were in, in the forty-second chapter of Isaiah. I was looking at the fifth verse. In the fifth verse, and it goes like this: It says, "Says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out." With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who spreads forth the earth and that which comes from in it, who gives breath to people on it and, and spirit to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand to keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles. He's speaking of the Messiah. He's speaking of Jesus Christ. This is the prophetic of uh, prophesying of this Messiah. But watch verse 7. This Now he's talking about us. He says, to open the blind eyes, to bring out, a, out prisoners from prison. He's talking about the prison of sin. The sin had his grasp on us. And he say out of prison, he say those who sit in darkness from the, pri- from the prison house, he's using metaphorical terms for you to understand, but the, the interpretation is that he's talking about sin. He say, I am the Lord, and that's my name. He says, and my glory I will give to, to, to another, nor my praise to carve out images. So we see that he, he indeed has declared that the Messiah wouldn't be come and say, why? To bring us out of the darkness into the marvelous light, the Bible. When we're talking about Romans, says that the wrath of God is revealed against all ungodliness from heaven. That's the people who hold the truth in unrighteousness. The truth is that he prophesied that the servant would come, the Messiah would come, and notice it said to, verse 6, to keep you and to give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, that would be us. So we just thank God for for his uh, him prophesying the Messiah. The Messiah has come in the person of Jesus Christ. So that's the message. As we look back on our lives, if we don't, you talked about the people that don't know Jesus Christ. If I don't know Jesus Christ, the word for you today is that, is that the Messiah has come. If I call upon the name of the Lord. The Messiah is the one that God has sent to save me, from, to get me out of my prison, the darkness in life, and, and to uh, save me from the powers that have separated me from him. And so um, I want to stay there. Get out of the prison. Uh, we not unlock prison door ourselves, the prison door of drugs, the prison door of alcohol prison door of infidelity, which means no control over, uh, over your sex urges and appetites, uh, being and respectful. Uh, we can't unlock those doors. That's, that's terrible in our sinful nature. But there is one that can unlock your prison door. Amen. And all you got to do is say, uh, I want it. <laughs> I can't unlock it myself. Uh, it's been my time for all my life. Tired of it, and I just I don't want to do it. I'll take you just 
as you are. Filthy. Alone. Amen. Chicken head. You'll get it out of you. That's all you need to do. Come forward. And to come forward means uh, spiritually. Uh, we'll uh, enter you uh, with you being, um, you know, he's not going to beg you. He's going to wait for you to, to ask him. And, uh, for me, I had to plead and, and, and say nonsense to me. <laughs> I had to do a lot of stuff. Amen. Uh, in it, in it, and to uh, get out my ego because I was full of pride. So uh, when I broke it down, uh, broke it down, and I received the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And once I got it, I knew I had it because I was telling my every crazy down side, you got to stay on it. My friends bring you back to the dark side. Uh, it's like an addict. You got to get new friends. Ask God friends. Ask God help. And so uh, now, uh, we're supposed to be on the program. Uh, uh, I, my wife is walked back in the door, thank God, uh, from the doctors. And um, let me tell you a secret that she meant for me to get <laughs> for the listeners. Uh, when I heard her yell at me, and I was and I ran into the kitchen to figure out what's going on at, on the floor. Laying there in pain, and I fell on the floor. <laughs> so finally, I had to get back up and say, uh, "You can't help me." I said, "Listen, there's no one else. The cavalry is not coming. It's going to be just me. I got to it." And so I got her and, and uh, picked her up, and uh, just came from the doctor. So, uh, what's she doing in there that cost us this type of, uh, situation? She was in there getting a piece of apple pie. Can you believe it? But uh, for for uh, for our listeners, the cavalry is coming, and that is Jesus the Christ, the Christos. He is the cavalry, the whole army, the battalion for our military friends, the platoon. He is. Amen. I wish I could get a, a amen on here. Amen. <laughs> amen. Parents here. All right. So how does that help you, history? Can you can you say that one more time? Yeah. yeah. How does your wife, the gift that God oh, gave my you, wife help here, you? She, she, my my wife, my help is here, and she's uh, just uh, moral support and just pet and uh, you know uh, she's just here listening. Uh, she's doing okay. well. We're blessed and highly favored. Okay, I, I wish she get on the line so I can. <laughs> Question. Uh, here I am. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm doing all right now. Um, you're here. Sorry to hear about you. Can you ask that question again? Yeah. How long How long have you known Pastor Jason Roseborough? Oh, let me see. I've known him quite a while, maybe 15, 20 years. Uh-huh. And... Did you guys be in church like I met my Well, no, actually, we, we met at work. <laughs> uh, oh, we so met work. Totally work. totally working. Yeah. I got an eye on you. Is that right? <laughs> no, we, we she, she worked <laughs> where I worked, and, and uh, uh, that's how she knew me. She knew me in a professional manner first. Absolutely. Okay. And um, so, but he, did you find that he was making, uh, getting to work extra early? No, it was regular time. Uh, <laughs> they staying late? Uh, well, I made it to work every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> I made it to I, I look forward to going sure to work every day. Uh, I know you did, sir. <laughs> so, never just break it up. <laughs> why are you getting to work so early? Why are you, why are you staying so late? Uh, uh, I got a reason. Uh, I go. <laughs> so, when, when, did he, uh, when did he move from uh, putting it on you to actually coming out and asking you out? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, he didn't ask me out first. What happened was uh-huh. I 
hurt myself on the job. Oh. And out of all the people on the job, he was the only one that came to see about me. Oh. And after that, I said, you know what? That's a catch right there because he was the only person who cared about me when I hurt myself. So, you know, after that, that that's when we really started talking to each other. Uh, so appreciate yeah, so that. Yeah. Uh, let, me tell you, let me tell you the story so you'll know from my side. You know, I uh, <laughs> and I, I, I always I'm I'm a spirit led. I'm we're talking about the things of God. So I uh-huh. I, I, I saw her at the uh, job. And before she even knew it, the Lord said, that's going to be your wife. And then as, as, as things unfolded, you know, and she's my wife now. So I, I always talk about the, the call of God, how God, and that's the whole point that people got to know, that God's always working in life. I was looking at the story of Joseph, Joseph's uh, family, and for those who are on there may be going through something, that Joseph's family had sold him into Slavery, mm-hmm. and they had said he was dead, and he he was he was uh, uh, taken out of his family's life. He went through a hard time, was put to jail falsely. He was falsely accused, and all of these things. And God would later in life elevate him to a point that he was the second most powerful person in the world at that time, and he was in charge of things. And so he would meet his brothers later, and his his brothers would uh, uh, be fearful of him. And, but he loved his brothers. He, 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 he told his brothers this. He said, listen, uh, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. So I, I, I say that as I talk about my relationship with my wife, that as we go through things in life, God has a plan down the road. You just got to continue to look to him because to, he's, a, he's a life changer. He, he changes circumstances. Mm-hmm. So when we look, a lot of people drift through relationships and and life circumstances falsely believing that there is no end of the story. But God has a plan for our lives, and his plan is that we, we, the Bible says, that we be conformed to the image of his son. So the the beginning is to know Jesus Christ, and then just going for the ride. I I was uh, looking at something. Let me read you this real fast. Uh, I was looking at it. I was doing my study, and, and the study said that it said that God was not uh, surprised. He, he, the uh, it was no surprise as to us to be in Christ. I, mean, I had the paperwork here. I wanted to give this quote. This is what we got to understand that that. We're chosen not by accident. The Bible declares that Jesus Christ was crucified before the world began, and that God, we were in that we were in to be uh, uh, preordained to be in Christ. Redemption was not an afterthought to God. God was not responding to the circumstances in our lives. Let me say that again. God is not responding to the circumstances in our lives or to some unforeseen evil. So as I think about what we were talking about, you and I meeting through life, and as I, as my life has unfolded and meeting my wife, and as God has brought me to this point, I see that God was in control all along. And that's for the listeners, that they need to understand that, that God is in control. All we need to do is, is to get out of the driver's seat and get in the passenger seat. And say, God, here's the will. And so, so, this is absolutely true. so you asked me about the call and how did I know the call. I just released myself to God. I got out of the driver's seat and got in the passenger seat and, and uh, you know, let God take over life. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Have you, if that? you like that message, if you like the message that Pastor Jason has just delivered to you, uh, very, uh, very humbly. Uh, you can go down four two zero five 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 three. If his words have touched your heart, one nine one four two zero five five three three. And I'll take a pause and put a pen in this conversation for a second. Uh, we'll be back doing a special emergency broadcast tonight at eight o'clock to nine thirty. 
Um, and that will be um, okay. Just that caused me to have phone calls. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the homeless question here in Baltimore, and uh, what is the city doing about it? Oh, I have the uh, the great Reverend Christina Flowers in this program, uh, and this, some of her supporters. We've got to do something about the winter coming. We've got to do something about the homeless. And uh, with, with all the money that the mayor getting, city council and this government, what are they, what are they spending it on that's not being directed to our homeless? There should be no homeless people left on every corner based on the amount of money that HUD gave to the city. So be sure to tune in and call in at one nine one four two zero five five three five three. Uh, November 11th uh, for their literary festival, and he said literary festival. The music man is he passing and the literary festival. God bless, write three books. <laughs> so because I'm an author, the fact get in, uh, they're going to uh, be in. Uh, my lunch will be from two to two forty-five, and it'll start from ten a.m. to four p.m. And you need to be for that. And, and uh, register on event. All right, back again. And so, so uh, I stand the uh, side and the theological side. I'm just trying to get to uh, the side, uh, Pastor Rosenberg, uh, where you actually. Um, oh, where did I pop the question? How did you do it? Where did it? Yeah, yeah, how did you do it? Well, you know, I'm I'm more of an informal man. You know, I uh, uh, wasn't such a formal. Uh, the, the the greatest part is the Bible says that the man that finds a wife finds favor with God. Uh huh. So for the listeners who are seeking a mate, and I'm just talking my own experience. Uh-huh. You know, when you find when that one. That, that scripture says that God has favor with you, so God sends the wife for that's for you. So uh, as it unfolds, and, and you know, people ask us about the relationship. Our, our relationship just evolved. So I can't say it was uh, uh, premeditated. I knew God said she was going to be my wife. I had no clue. And again, I just released it to God, and here we are today. So we 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 decided to get married to be in in uh, obedience to the Lord, and it was a it was a it was a common uh, decision that we made. The Bible says it's better to marry than to burn. So mm-hmm. it wasn't it, it was a rational decision that you know we had to make a decision concerning each other. Some of the problems in the world today. And people drift in relationships because nobody want to make the decision, and we just made the decision. We did go through counseling and that sort of thing. We didn't just jump into things, but I just wanted, you know, after all of the uh, the uh, you know the rational, it was rationally done, and uh, I just thank God for. Uh, how he led me to where I am. So it wasn't pie in the sky. I just thank God that, you know, my wife and I, uh, we we hear the stories of our best friends, you know, having best friends, people say, my wife and I fit each other. We fit each other. So and that I, even when I say that, when people ask about our relationship, it, it's hard to explain because, you know, when God sends the one, I don't know why she would, be with me, <laughs> but say she's the one. She gonna wake okay. up one day. <laughs> yeah. yes, that's what uh, I, I definitely, I definitely married. I definitely married up.
lean over a little bit more and to his driver he says, Steve, she's uh she's absolutely beautiful. Well thank you, sir. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I said I listen that's the don't don't say it too loud, I'm trying to marry her before she wakes up to realize. Yeah. Did you get all that? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, what, I, what I was saying, I knew it was happening because of the picture that you sent me to uh, circulate in the uh, social media, I've been on you a long time, so I've never seen you showing all 32 of your teeth that you were doing. Can you say wife, that again? Is your wife still there? You said, it, it, it was social, you said something about it was circulating on social media. Yeah, I put, a, I put a social media ad about your appearance on this program. And the picture that I saw, I wanted her to make sure she heard it. Uh, is she still there? Yes, yeah, she's still here. Okay. Uh, Ma'am or Mrs. Uh, Queen Roseboro, uh, Pastor Jason Roseboro, uh, I've known him a long time. I've never seen him uh, with such a big smile on his face. He was like he was lighting up the world because this is the whole world will lit up. And he's just like this is me now, yeah. I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> so I never, never doubt about his love for you because he, he, he was looking like a Christmas tree. I never seen anything like that. Amazing what the, a given relationship will do for you. Yes, indeed. So, well, uh, well, again, from what I can hear, you know, the Lord is, you know, for those who are single and, uh, you know, contemplating marriage or, you know, one of the one of the things in our ministry we have on Fridays at seven, we have a a uh, relationship study, and what we do is we go over the issues of relationships. Some of the problems in in relationships is that we get in relationships not really knowing what relationships are all about. We were I was talking to someone the other day. The hardest part about relationships is relationships. So, you know, one of the things that I've found that even as God would move on our lives, a lot of people tend to not make decisions for marriage for fear of relationship issues, whether it's going to go right. And some people have uh, had uh, poor relationships in the past. But I, I tell the story that first we have to make the commitment to God concerning the other person. And then we got to roll our sleeves up and do the work, the work of understanding that uh, that other woman, that that this woman is different from me, that that woman has to understand that the man is different from the woman, and she's got to roll her sleeve up and start to and try to understand her her and, and her motives and, and put the past away and start today. And uh, the, the woman's got to do the same. So as we continue in our relationship, what we try to do is to practice that. So it's not a lot of uh, we're transparent. It's not a lot of uh, to say. It's hard to it's hard to explain. But you know, when it comes to our relationship, but well, we just try to live a life that honors God as best we can. The Bible, remember, the uh, Philippians two thirteen says that it's God that both wills and does His good pleasure. We were, I was looking at. Uh, uh, Ephesians. I was going to give you. I'm a I'm a Bible guy. In case you didn't know, I I believe the word, and we try to live by the word. Uh, but you can't live by the word if you don't know the word. So Ephesians, the third chapter, the twenty first says twenty. The third chapter, the twentieth verse says, "Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us." So we need to aim high concerning our relationship and trust God to do more than what I even thought. So i got to aim high concerning uh, relationship issues. And he said he would do above anything that we would ask. So think according to what? That power, that spirit of God that works in us too. And the Bible says when I yield to the spirit, I won't fulfill the love of the flesh. And I'm going to be led by the spirit. So so when I when we talk about our relationship, I can't take claim to it. That's God working in our lives. 
that when people ask me questions about the things of God, it's hard for me to explain because the Spirit of God does what He's doing for whatever reason He have us on this path and He have us together in, in a harmonious relationship. So I don't claim it or say that I have a lot to do with it. It's the Spirit of God that, indeed, and I'm just saying that for the for the the people who are maybe dating or or or, or having second thoughts about marriage or or even thinking about marriage that you know it's honorable you know and i just thank god for him sending me the woman that's for me i tell you it's, it's a wonderful experience knowing that if like love that uh that especially you uh do well uh, and uh just general uh peace Pastor is not is not easy, and uh, something I could see it when I was uh, in other ways. They could be I'm like, what? I'm not trying to no pastor. I'm just trying to save this marriage. What are you talking about? You could see it. Uh, the next person I got involved with said the same thing. I can't do it. I said, what can't you do? I can't be involved with a minister. That's what I'm trying to miss. I'm just trying. Keep this list alive. And they, they rolled out. Uh, that was the beginning of the yeah. Exodus. Exodus, not everybody wants to be bothered with you. <laughs> but that's yeah. when you know God's giving you the right one. Uh, I didn't know because I was too stupid. Uh, it was another bishop, a bishop that told me, uh, well, I went to myself, and they said, uh, hey, so we can roll up the school. I'm not trying to be in the seminary. Uh, bishop, I'm going to keep you a minute of music. I'm, just, I'm, I'm out. So he kept talking, he looked up in the sky and said, uh, you're a unique gift to the Christ. Uh, or, not a rep. <laughs> he said, as they kept writing the paperwork, they finally said, because you're so unique, God just can't you any, any woman. That God is building you a wife. And I thought about the magnitude of God, who he is, what he does. But he, my, you know, take time to build my wife. It was just too for me. I fell on the crying like a baby. <laughs> Got out my paperwork and walked right into the seminary. And look where I'm at today. And my wife, God has jokes. My wife of six years, uh, well, it all held together. When I did get there, I had to go through some objections. Seconds left. So, uh, um, I got it. 
I will have to cancel this program because we're running out of time. But we thank and enjoyed your your presence and the presence of recording Roseboro. And uh, we hope it's been a blessing to some. Uh, now, 8 o'clock was supposed to be my special program, but I just got a call saying that a special guest has an emergency and can't come on. So I have to reschedule that for probably Tuesday. And so I'll just uh, have to go out there and, uh, and spend time with my wife, who's back from the hospital. And that's all right, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Listen, uh, this has been another Adolescent Radio for one moment. Uh, we thank you. Uh, keep your head up. As I always say, keep your head up. Keep you up. May God bless you. All right. Amen.